Hey, welcome back to the podcast. How's everybody doing, man? All right, yo, you already know how it goes. We got to jump into some prayer before we get started. So if you're with me, bow your heads, close your eyes. And if you're driving, then be with us in spirit. Hey, Lord, thank you, God, for bringing us here today. Father God, thank you, God, for blessing us with the opportunity, Father God, to hear your word. I pray, God, that you would use me, Father God, to, to... to speak, Father, that you would speak through me, Master, and I pray, God, that we would all just have open ears, open hearts, Father God, and that be that we would be prepared to listen, be prepared to just hear your word, and I pray, Father God, that we do anything we can to apply it to our lives. Pray, Father God, that your gospel would just get shared all over the world, Father God, that every single person who needs to hear you, they would hear you right now, Father God, through any source, Father, I pray that you would just open up the door, Father God, for more people to follow you. I pray that you would open up the door for us to have wisdom, that you would just give us wisdom, Father God, moving forward in every direction to make every decision the right way, Father God, and the right way according to you. And I pray, God, that you would just allow us to be blessed, allow us to be happy, protect us, watch over us, forgive us for any sins that we may have committed against you, each other, or ourselves. And I pray, God, that we would just turn away from evil and always chase after good. We just love you and we thank you. We exalt your name always. Give you all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. What's popping, y'all? How's everybody doing? Gang, gang, gang. How's everybody doing? It has been, I think, like one or two days since the, the last drop. I hope everybody's kicking it. I hope everybody's coolio in the building or in the car, wherever you are. Um, Yeah, what's up, everybody? Um, Hey, shout out to everybody who hit the follow button. I think I got like one or two more, but there's still some of y'all missing, so make sure you hit the follow button. Um, Don't forget to share the podcast, and yeah, that's about it. That's We done with that business, but yeah, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's blessed, yo. I hope everybody's feeling good, feeling great, you know. Hope everybody's serving the Lord, staying consistent in prayer, reading your word, doing all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to feed your soul. Sometimes I'll be looking in the fridge thinking I'm hungry, but I just need to go pick up my Bible or say a prayer, you know what I'm saying? Because your boy low-key just trying to feel trying to feel full. But if I ain't reading or I ain't praying, then I'm missing my I'm missing my real bread, you feel me? But yeah, hey, um, so we were moving, like I told you guys in the episode before, and I found these old pairs. So if you guys don't know, I'm supposed to have glasses. And I haven't worn glasses in I think like four years. I think it's been like four years, yo three or or almost four years um yeah so i haven't worn glasses in a fat minute and uh, we're moving and i opened up these old glasses case and i thought i was gonna find some money or something in there or you know like a a old tooth or something but i found these glasses and they are beat yo i got like mass scratches in them i could barely see but i haven't seen so clearly in so long I feel like I've been missing out on the whole world. Yo, I looked at my kids. I was like, yo, you guys are a lot better looking than I thought you were. I looked at my wife. I was like, dang, you're more better look. You're better looking in HD, shawty. I barely could see you with my, you know, with my other eyes. And I thought you look fine. Now you just look amazing. Even more finer than before. So that was a dub. Um, Yeah, I just got to guide my eyes a little bit. But other than that, I'm chilling. They're pretty... They're all right. There's this like a uh, little tactic. I guess you get like baking soda and water and all that. And uh, it's like you make a mixture and you put it on. It's supposed to help. I My glasses are so tore up. I have no idea if it's going to work. So there's like fat scratches. Yo, they're like probably like like half an inch long, maybe an inch long. I don't really know how big an inch is. So something like that. I feel like just people say inch. You know what I'm saying? 
But yeah, that's how it be. So your boy can finally see clear. Praise the Lord Jesus. And um, yeah. Like my soul has been reignited. You know what I'm saying? Like now that I can see, I feel like, I don't know, like blessed. You know, like it's crazy. But yeah, so I found some glasses. We still unpacking. And um, I was thinking, I was like, yo, y'all ever wondered like, why me? You feel me? Like, like what makes me so special or what makes me so relevant to God that, you know, like we have so much that we have, you know what I mean? And um, I, I was in my kid's room. This actually happened like right, like a little after I, before I got on and uh, I was sitting here and um, I try to talk to God every time I hop on, you feel me? Because if we do it, like if I just hop on, then I feel like something won't be within me like that spirit like I won't have the Holy Spirit inside of me and I try to do um like like little devotions throughout the day with myself you know what I'm saying like I try to get in my prayer like I get in my prayer closet in the mornings and I try to read but um right before I get on the podcast I just get into like I get into my zone like like well I guess it's not what's well, my zone but it's God's zone you know what I'm saying I try to like enter into that that next level and uh, I find it when I listen to worship music and when I pray and when I just when I just sit here and I start looking around or I'm closing my eyes and I'm seeing what God sees within me. You know, like when I close my lids, I feel like I start thinking of things that God's done for me or things that he saved me from. Or sometimes I just listen to the music, like listen to the, the beautiful music, you know. But I was looking at the room and I just started breaking down because I'm like, yo, like. Why do I deserve this? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like, what makes me so special? Like, why am I chosen? Why do you why do you want to give me all this? Like, I don't I don't deserve any of this. I deserve to be out in the street. You know what I'm saying? I deserve to be like without money. I don't deserve my beautiful kids. I definitely don't deserve my gorgeous wife. Like, that's what I felt. And it's like, yo, I was saying these things. And then I was like, thank you, God. Like, I, we don't deserve anything for who we were, for what we do, for what we choose sometimes. We don't deserve God's grace and mercy. But that's why he gives it to us, because he loves us. Because he's like, hey, yo, you do deserve this. You do deserve to be happy. And I want you to see that you deserve it. But in order for you to see that, I need you to listen to me. I need you to have wisdom and do the right things. And I need you to be more sensitive to how I feel, more sensitive to what I've done for you, to show me that you appreciate me, to show me that you love me truly. And I'm like, dang, you're right, man. Like, I'm just standing here. I was crying. And I was like, yo, like, yo, I love you, God. I'm just like, thank you, man. Thank you for everything. Because I really don't deserve this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I deserve to either be out in the street. I deserve to not have my family. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't the best man. I wasn't the best, you know, friend. I wasn't the best anything. And only through God's grace and his mercy have I been redeemed from all those things. And I can see clear. I'm putting on my spiritual glasses and I can see everything beautifully. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because it's like every day we can we can choose to go to sleep and not acknowledge that God's going to wake us up in the morning. Or we could go to sleep and be like, yo, I hope God wakes me up in the morning. You feel me? Like it's all based off of like what he wants you know what i'm saying and it's just crazy because we don't realize that it works so spiritually we think that you know we're gonna go to sleep wake up and boom there's life 
But we don't realize every time we close our eyes, we don't know if we're going to wake up. And it's just crazy, man. Like, just thinking about what God's done for me, what he does for me, what he still does for me, what he, you know. Like, I'm like, God, why do I deserve this new new apartment? Like, like there's so many people out in the world, yet he sees me. And God's everywhere all at once. He's with all of us at the same time in different time zones, different locations, whether we're in the car, whether we're walking, whether we're in the house, in the apartments, wherever we are. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what did I deserve to get all this? What, what, Like, what makes me so special? And he's like, yo, all of you are special. You guys are all part of my family. It's like whether or not we're going to listen to our father, you know what I'm saying? Whether or not we're going to be obedient, whether or not we're going to carry that wisdom to move forward in life. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about some wisdom. And um, I was reading this book. I was reading the first Kings this morning or in the afternoon. I don't really remember when it was, but I was reading first Kings and um, Solomon was like, hey, he his dad passed him the crown. He took over. He was obedient to his father his dad, and his father, King David, was like, yo, do whatever you do, put God at the center. That's basically what he told him. He's like, yo, put God first and everything else will be cool. King, King David and God were so tight. They were so close. They had such an intimate relationship that he was like, yo, I love you so much and you serve me so much that if your son follows me and listens to me, I'll make him your successor. And that's what David wanted. David wanted his son to be great, greater than he was, right? To be a better man than he was. That's what we all want. That's what we should all want for our friends. That's what we should all want for our, our, our children. That's what we should all want for anybody who's around us. We shouldn't envy anybody else or want want them to be holy, but not as holy as you. You know what I'm saying? We always want everybody to be better than us because that shows what kind of character we have. That shows what kind of love that we have for God's people. You know what I mean? So, um, so Solomon asked so as soon as solomon took over they were like okay or they it was just him but he listened to his dad right so he told dad he, his dad told him yo keep god the center so solomon went to the highest mountain and he offered sacrifices to god and um incense and animals right so he did all this and he ended up crashing out he went to gibeon or gibeon the mo the most important high place in Israel, I mean, excuse me. So he goes up there and he does all these things. So after he's seen everything that Solomon did, the Lord appeared to Solomon and, in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want. This is um, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7. He says, now, Lord, my God, you have made me your servant, King your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count of too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? So he said, Give me some wisdom, yo. Like I need you to give me a discerning heart to tell whether what is right, what is wrong. And um, I need you to just help me. God, he could ask God for anything. He could ask God for riches, a long life. He could ask him for anything. But what he asked him for is wisdom. Why does he ask him for wisdom? This is what the Lord says right after that. 
The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not, not for long life or wealth for yourself, now have asked for the death of your enemies, but the discernment in administrating justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you, I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there be ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor. So he is like, yo, I love you so much. You could ask me for anything, but you ask me for wisdom. He said, I'm going to go above and beyond for you. I'm going to give you the things that you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you honor and wealth because you asked me for the right things, the important things in life. You see what I'm saying? He was like, yo, you asked me for wisdom? Shocked. And do we? Do you guys kind of see like what Solomon said too? He's like, yo, I'm so young. You like you've you've blessed me with this position that I don't like. I don't know what to do. You feel me? And that's how we could be like God could give us this blessing in our heart. We don't know. We don't really know what to do with it. We don't know how to act. We don't know how to do everything that is right. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's where we mess up is we forget that yo god gave us this life and we know that the wrong that we're doing is pulling us away from the the right that god has called us to do so it's like we're always choosing disobedience over wisdom we're always choosing the wrong over the good right so it's like yo we carry that with us say we get a new job right and like, we low-key know kind of a little bit, but we don't know how to do the whole thing. But instead of asking for help, we just try to do it on our own most of the time. We're like, yo, I, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is me right here. He's like, let me show you how to do it. That's how we are sometimes. You know what I mean? But it says not. Like, there's two things that happen here. He asked for wisdom, a discerning heart to understand the, the, the right decisions and the wrong decisions, right? But he also acknowledged that he isn't capable of doing the job or the task at hand. We aren't capable of doing the job or the task at hand, right? So when you feel like, hey, I want to share the gospel, but I don't know how. Or I want to do this, but I don't know how. Are we going to use like what the flesh tells us? Like, hey, yo, just go say something random. But if he throws questions at you, you're on your own. You feel me? Or are we going to be like, yo, God, help me. Yo, give me the words. I don't want to go out. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to step on your toes. I just want you to show me what to do. I want you to guide me in the direction that I need to go. It's like he like this little passage right here gives us so much information on understanding that we aren't capable. But if we ask God for the capability that he'll bless us with that capability. It shows us a lot of things like wisdom is important. It shows us that wisdom is something that is more so wisdom is more treasurable than wealth. Wisdom is more treasurable than growth within like our characteristics because like we may want to be like taller or funnier or more handsome, you know what I'm saying? Like we want to be like all those things or more beautiful if you're a girl, you know what I mean or whatever. You know, guys could be beautiful too, I guess. But it's like you want to you wanna 
we always want to like find things to enhance about ourselves. But most of the time, they're not morally things. They're like physical things. You feel me? He understood that, yo, I'm a child. I'm not capable of doing all these things. I'm not capable to run this this place. Like, do you see this place? Like, this is a kingdom. I'm like the king of Jerusalem. I'm the king of Israel. Like, yo, what do I do? But he acknowledges that he's not good enough or not let's not say good enough he acknowledges that he's not the smartest like he knows what to do but in order for him to be a successor to his father that's a that's a tall order like yo my dad was a great king and i need your wisdom i need your help to make me his successor like you told him i would be and i'm not gonna listen to what everybody else is not telling me like everybody else is telling i'm not gonna listen to the dudes around me because I know I need to listen to you. It's like when you ask advice. If you're not asking God for advice first. Then the people that you ask aren't going to be the people to give you the right answers. But if you ask God. Hey I need you God to help me out. I don't know what to do right now. I need your advice. I'm vulnerable in this situation. Can you open up a door to speak to me? And he'll be like cool I got you. And he'll show you something. So you don't need to ask somebody. Or he'll then reveal it. Reveal the answer through somebody to you. And be like, yo, that's exactly what I prayed for. And the answer usually will happen without you even having to ask for anything. But it's us understanding that, yo, we're vulnerable. And in order for us to, you know, let go of our vulnerability to have that, you know, that sense of relief, we got to call on God. We got to ask him everything. We got to sacrifice our selfish pride or or our sin and let it go. And want to change and want to be different and want to ask God for the guidance because we can't do it on our own. You know how hard it is to be Christ-like? Like the Bible says we're not going to be perfect. The Bible tells us we need to strive to be Christ-like. Because God's like, yo, though, like, y'all, like, I love you guys. You guys are everything. But my son was incomparable. And there was nobody like him. That's why he's a God. You see what I'm saying? He's God, the, he's God in the flesh. Because we'll never be able to mount up to him. So you know how much harder it is going to be to be more Christ-like? That's why we have to have the Holy Spirit. That's why we want to strive to have the Holy Spirit living within us. For His resting place to be in our dwelling of this human body. You feel me? And if we let Him take full control of our mind, our body, our soul, and our spirit. Thus, us that's when we become more like Christ. You feel me? Check this out, right? So Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So what is that kind of telling us? It's telling us like, yo, if you're not willing to submit yourself to Christ, then you're not willing to listen to wisdom. You're not willing to have wisdom in your heart. You're not worthy of the wisdom that Christ can bestow upon you if you can't like submit yourself to Christ. It says the fear of the Lord. When we fear Lord, when we fear the Lord. We already talked about that like in a couple episodes. It means to submit ourselves. It means like we got to fully release who we are, what we carry, the, the, the values of our old life, whether it would have been money, whether it had been family. We got to move all that behind us to keep Christ first. Thus, that's how we fear the Lord. That's how we change our lives. That's how we see clear. That's how we put on our spiritual glasses. You feel me? So it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge, but, fe but fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
So it's like, yo, like if you don't listen to God, if you don't want, if you're not willing to, to fear the Lord, if you're not willing to submit yourselves to him, to fully bow down to the king, dog, we don't, we're fools. It means we don't want wisdom. We don't want to learn how to be better people. And we don't want to live more Christ. Like we don't want to understand his instructions that are written in the book. You know what I'm saying? And then if we jump to Proverbs um, 2, 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So it means like, yo, he's willing to give it, but are we willing to receive it? Because we know how to receive it. We know how to grab it. We know how to want it. But that doesn't mean we have it if we don't submit ourselves to the Lord. You feel me? Like, it's crazy because we could be living life just the way we are. You know what I'm saying? We could pray. We could worship. We could listen to worship music. We could like live clean. You know what I'm saying? Do all that stuff. But if you're not submitting yourself to God's will every day, if you're not willing to let your body and your mind, your soul, your your, your spirit be the Lord's resting place, then how are we going to carry ourselves in faith? How are we going to how are we going to believe in his mercy, his love, his teachings when we can't even like want that wisdom, want that instruction like we can carry it like we could do it on our own. You feel me? It's like when like when I was saying earlier, it's like, yo, why me? Why me, God? Why do you bless me with all this? And I didn't see it, but I see it. I kind of see it now. You feel me? Like, like, yo, he's like telling me like, yo, I'm blessing you because you you submit yourself to me. Like, I know you're tired sometimes. I know you don't want to, you know, get up. And I know sometimes it's hard to have patience with whether it be your wife, your kids, with people, whether it's with anything, your cat. You feel me? Like my cat gets on my nerves sometimes, but he, he understands that. No matter how much that cat is trying to like get on my nerves or like, you know what I'm saying? Skirt me off, off, off the course. If I can have patience with that cat or if I can have patience with my son and my daughter, if I can have patience with my wife, if I can have patience with the delivery dude, then I'll be all right. Then that means I'm trying to submit myself. That means like these little, little things that I used to blow up on, these little things that I used to get mad at. I'm changing them because I don't want to be who I used to be. I don't want to carry myself the way I used to. Why? Because I, I want to submit myself to the Lord. The Lord sees your heart. You know what I'm saying? If you keep messing up, but you're trying and you really, really feel like you're trying, whatever you're going through will change. I promise. Because I'm doing it. I'm a living proof right here. Because, man, I was going through some hell. And the fact that I was going through hell I feel like it was the devil be like, yo, you're trying to go, you, you're trying to be good again. You're trying to not run away from the Lord. He's like, I got you, dog. Come here. And what did I find? I used to find, I, I started finding joints, like little roaches that I, I had. I could have smoked them. You know what I'm saying? And I could have got high off that little roach because I hadn't smoked it forever. You feel me? Or if I wanted to just sit down and just get drunk, you know what I'm saying? I had that option. But now I was like, nah, like. I don't want to do that. I want to live right. I want to live pure, you know. God tells me not to have drunk, like drunkenness. Like, yo, I can have a drink here and there, but I'm not trying to be a drunkard. I'm not trying to drink every day, get drunk, get drunk, and have my life just be surrounded in alcohol or consumed in alcohol. But it's like, if I'm going to use all those things to fight off my problems, or if I'm going to use all those things to push God out the way and be like, no, nah, I got it, where am I going to be yet? The same reoccurring cycle is just going to be over and over. It's going to be Noah running away from, 
from God again. It's going to be no one trying to fill the void. It's going to be no one trying to cover up the hurt. It's going to be no one trying to fix the pain. You feel me? It's going to be Noah running away from the call that I have for his life. What is my call? No, no shot. I have no idea yet. But I know it starts right here. I know it starts with me and you guys talking every day. I know that it starts with me reading more books. I know that it starts with me reading the greatest book. I know it starts with me writing down my thoughts or writing down things that I think are helpful. Those, those are things I encourage you to do. I encourage you to read God's word. I encourage you to, to write down your thoughts on 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 life or questions or write your thoughts down about a verse or write verses down that are going to help you and carry you through tough times because i guarantee you if you write them down something will pull on your heart a tug on your heart to open that book up that you read that notebook or that pen or that that sticky note you'll open it up you'll find it and you'll be like dang i needed to hear this right now because i did it yo and it takes a lot because you gotta think like you gotta think like we're drug addicts in a sense. We're fiending for worldly things. And you don't have to want to do drugs. But it's like if you got anger problems or you're impatient or like you don't have self-control or you just get like it's just anything or you lust to all that stuff. It's like that's what that's your high. That was what your high was. It's like sucking the life out of you. And you're like, yo, what the heck? Like. Why am I feeling different? Why am I on edge now? Like, but it's because you're getting sober. You feel me? Like, you're getting sober. You're no longer, like, inserting drugs or inserting sin in your life because you don't want that no more. You want God's grace, his love, his mercy. You want to submit yourself to him. So it's going to be hard. You're going to have more temptations than you did before because the devil is like, yo, He's trying to fix himself or she's trying to fix himself. But if I sprinkle this in, I know like I got her wrapped around my finger. I got him wrapped around my finger. But it's like, nah, if I fight all those things that he tries to drop in, I'm just moving further, further away from him and closer and closer to God. Well, things will start to get easier and easier and you'll be able to see more things coming. But thus, it'll be a little bit harder in the long run because it's like serving God ain't easy. You feel me? Serving God ain't easy. If we allow it to not be easy. So I've always heard like, yo, serving God is is like hard. But I started to realize like me serving God right now, it's like it's only hard if we make it hard. It's like kids, yo. Like people are people always told me it's like, yo, having kids is tough. Like, yo, having kids is this, you know, having kids is that. But I'm like, like I'm I have my kids and I'm married and it's like Yo, this is cake. Like, I don't know what everybody was tripping about. Like, yo, it costs a little money, but it's not like my pockets are empty, yo. It's like, what are you guys, like, what were you guys complaining about? But there's a lot of people out there who don't realize that when they say those things, it's because they have selfish things that they wanted. And I'll admit, like, having kids is, it's a little tough, but it's not tough in, like, like for myself, you know? I'm selfless. The way that I try to be selfless for the Lord is the way that I try to be selfless to my kids. I want them to know that I'm there for them. I want them to see dad praying so that they see those things. I want them to see that dad reads their Bible because reads the Bible because I want them to do those things. You feel me? So it's like if you teach them right, just like the Lord, if we listen to him and we he teaches us, he will always teach us the right thing. But it's whether or not we want to learn it. It's like the same thing with our children or like children in general. If you see some, if you see a child, they're always going to look up to, you know, if you have a younger brother or younger sister or whatever, they're always looking up to their older sibling. 
and doing what the older sibling does. That's how it is in with life. Like if we sacrifice everything for God and listen to him, then serving God ain't that hard. But if we want to hold on to things or we don't really want to listen to that wisdom and we're not trying to get wisdom and not ask for wisdom and we're not like Solomon who says like, yo, I, the only thing I need is to discern whether what's good and bad and what's right or wrong because that's what I need help on. And he's young. He understands that. Whether you're young or you're old, you don't know everything because the only one who knows everything is Christ. You say, hey, I know everything. Do you know if you're going to wake up tomorrow? How do you know? Because you've woken up every other day. That don't mean God won't wake. That doesn't mean that God cannot wake you up tomorrow. You feel me? It's like, yo, like, serving God can be easy. Just like having kids can be easy. It's just a form of selflessness. And that's why God tells us, like, yo, I love you guys so much. You got to be like infants when you come and meet me. Like, you guys got to start drinking milk before you guys can start eating meat. Because if you guys want to, like, start eating meat right off the bat, you guys will just, you guys aren't ready for it. You guys, you guys will fall apart. But if you drink milk and you learn little by little and you start growing yourself and growing the faith, you start getting on your knees and praying and you start reading the Bible more and you start listening to worship music more, you start changing your attitude by action, then you'll be able to start eating some filet mignon. You feel me? <laughs> like for real. It's having kids isn't. It's not hard. It's easier than a lot of people make it out to be. Just like following Jesus, following the Lord, is easier than we make it out to be. It's just whether or not we want to become selfless for those things. You feel me? Carry those things with you. Carry that selflessness for you. Because that's what loving God is. It's about being selfless. It's about letting our old, like letting our flesh die and becoming a new creation with Christ. That's what I know it says somewhere. Um, I know Paul writes somewhere. I think maybe it's Romans. I'm not really sure. I don't have the Bible. I don't have the Bible verse on deck like that. So it's saying like, yo, we must crucify ourselves with Christ so that we become new creations through Christ, just as he crucified himself for us. Like we got to let our old self die. We can't carry that new self with us because if we want to like if we want to act like we're dying, it's like, yo. It's like we're about to get crucified, but then you're like, nah, never mind, never mind. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. It's like, nah, I'm not going to crucify myself. Y'all let me down. Let me down. But it's like, no, you got to crucify yourself. You got to crucify the the old person you were, the selfish desires, the, self, the selfishness that we have within sin and become new with God. We got to become that new creation that we got to. We got to become martyrs for Christ. We got to get persecuted, laughed at, made fun of, you know, flogged. Whatever that means in a modern generation of flaw. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to do those things for Christ. Because if you do, then you'll be all right. If you do, you'll make it. And the Bible says that it's a narrow path. Wide open is the path to darkness. But following Christ and becoming righteous and becoming holy and following Jesus is a narrow path. It's such a small window that we can fit in. We just have to want to fit in it. We have to become selfless to the Lord. You feel me? So Solomon asked for wisdom, right? And if we jump to um, 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 34, right here it says, From all nations people came to listen to Solomon's wisdom, sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. 
So the reason I kept that verse and I wanted to tell you guys that is to show you the importance of wisdom. So it's like, yo, I want to help God's people. I want to do something for God. But the only way we can do it for God is if we have if we have wisdom. Like, yo, you want to share? It goes back to like drinking milk and eating meat, right? Like if you want to share the word of God with somebody or just having the excitement about it, just remember like have wisdom while you do it. Don't make up things or don't make it seem like, yo, you could get away with that, bro. Trust me. When you know they can't because then we're leading people in the wrong direction. If we have this light turned on within us, if we have that fire burning, people will naturally see it. If you ask God, hey, carry like, Lord, help me carry the wisdom, the knowledge that I need, the words that I need, this, the advice that that I need. Every question that gets asked to me or anytime somebody wants to talk to me or anytime you give me that feeling to talk to somebody, just give me the words, God. You pray for those things. It's like, yo, from, it says from all nations, people came to listen to Solomon's wisdom. That means if we become wise enough. If we follow God's, if we're in our, if we're like in God's word and we're not just reading it, but we're trying to understand it, we're trying to soak up every verse, soak up every, every word, we're going to gain wisdom. Then anytime somebody throws a question at you, the Holy Spirit will fill you up with the right answer. Then our wisdom will become heard. Then everybody who's around us will want to be like, hey, uh, I don't know if I believe in God and be like, hey, go talk to so-and-so because they know their stuff and low key, they kind of made me think about changing my life before god too you know what i mean i had a friend and uh we were just chopping it up and um he was feeling some type of way and i was like i had these verses just pop in my head and i couldn't remember but i remember what they were about and i was like yo let me look that up let me see if i could find the verse and i did i found all of them and um, all glory to God for that. But that's, he's giving me the wisdom to, because, because I took the time, this is all glory to God. Because I took the time to dive into his word, to want to know about him. I took the action to try to understand every verse. I took the action to, to define every verse that I didn't know and break it down into to a piece so that I would understand it or to understand the full definition of it or to understand words in it. I broke it down and I retained that knowledge. And I didn't remember the verse, but I remembered what it was about. I remember words in the verse and I found it. If you're willing to take the action to understand something or you're willing to take the action to follow Christ, to follow his teachings, to follow his, his Bible verses, to follow things in his word, then when it's time for action, you'll be about the action. And you don't need to have all the right answers, but God will lead you to what to say. Because I didn't. I, I didn't know what to say. But God gave me the verses. He gave me the words that I would remember. And that was like, yeah, dog, but you don't remember those verses. And I was like, yeah, but I remember the words and I'm going to look them up and I'm going to find that verse. And I did. I found them. And my friend, God bless him. He told me, I told him, I, I told him what he needed to hear. And God's working in his life every single day. And I pray for all of my friends that God loves them and will surround them with their surround them with his peace, surround them with happiness, love, joy, prosperity, 
I care. I want everybody to have that. I want everybody to take a look at their their life and see the beautiful blessings that God has bestowed upon them. Even though we are natural sinners and undeserving, that's what he does for us because he loves us, because he cares about us, because he wants us to be happy. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to he wants us to want things that are good for us. You know what I'm saying? But that only comes with his wisdom. If we don't have wisdom, we're not going to be able to discern good from bad. We're just going to think that what the world thinks is good. We're going to be like, oh, that's good. But that doesn't mean that the Lord thinks that's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you could get that new, you can get that new Tesla. You feel me? And it might look good. You might get it for a good price. And you're like, mm, I think I can make the payments. So I'm going to get it. But if you have wisdom, you'll be like, okay, I could, I can get that. I can make those payments. But I'm going to have less money for diapers, less money for wipes, less money for electricity, less money for this, less money for... You know what I'm saying? It's like, slow down. Use wisdom. Don't jump every time somebody says jump. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're saying if you're jumping every time somebody says jump, they're going to jump and make you hit your head. Or they're going to jump and you're going to fall off a bridge. You're just not... You got to remember to have wisdom. When somebody says jump, you don't listen. You ask God, and you listen to when God tells you to jump. It's like Simon says, but when God says, God says jump, you jump. When somebody else says jump, you're like, nah, that's not God. You feel me? Don't feel pressured into doing wrong. But understand that wisdom reflects the pressure. If you carry wisdom, you won't need to have pressure because God will bless you with the wisdom to get out of every situation. And as long as you stand firm in that wisdom, no matter how much somebody's pushing you, you'll pull through. I promise. Right? Okay, so we're going to jump to 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 4. Okay. So this is, um, so at, um, the context of what's going on is, so this is after Solomon got blessed with wisdom. He built an altar, he built a temple, and he built his palace, right? So the Lord comes to him, he says, As for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne over Israel, as I promised David your father when I said, You shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. So he's like, yo, you listen to everything I told you to do. You built the altar for me. You told me you love me. You you built the you built a palace for yourself that honors me. He says, "As for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness." And he's like, "Yo, if you love me and you walk with me and in my heart I can in your heart I could see that you love me and that you're trying to change, you're trying to be better every day. You're not trying to sin, you're not trying to, you know, you're not trying to lie, you're not trying to steal." You're carrying integrity. Integrity, And what does integrity mean? It means doing the right thing when you have the opportunity to not do the right thing. So it's like, it's like choosing not to sin over when you can sin and get away with it. You feel me? That's what it means to have integrity. It says have integrity of your heart and uprightness. What does uprightness mean? I don't know. Let's look it up. Uprightness means adhering to rectitude, rectitude, righteous, honest, or just. An upright person. So it means somebody who is honest, 
somebody who is righteous. And in our text, it's saying with integrity of heart and uprightness. So it's saying somebody who is honest and upfront about what God wants and he doesn't hide what God wants. You feel me? Like he's not he's not trying to be disloyal to God on purpose. He's not trying to hurt him on purpose. He's not trying to do those things on purpose, nor is he trying to do them on accident. That every decision he makes, he used the wisdom that God blessed him with. The wisdom that we can obtain if we follow God. And we ask him for that wisdom. It says right here, David, your father. Uh, so he said, as, as for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity and of heart, integrity of heart and uprightness, as David, your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. As I promised David, your father, when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. He's saying, yo, if you do what your dad did, or you even do better than your dad did, then I can keep that promise that I told your father. He says, if you will observe and obey all my commands and decrees and my laws, then you'll be good, dog. You'll yeah. definitely honor your father by accepting the trials and tribulations that you go through, that overcoming the trials and tribulations that you go through. You'll honor your father that way. And you'll honor the promise that I made to him. That it wouldn't be just one ear out the other, but that you'll actually be paying attention to everything and you'll want to do, you'll want to make your father proud. But most importantly, you'll want to make me proud, yo. He says, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever as I promised your as I promised David, your father. Saying like, yo, the throne that you sit on will be righteous according to, more according, um, the throne that you sit on will be better than the throne that your father sat on. Why? Because I'm going to make you more wiser, more smarter, a better king than he was, even though he was like my favorite king. That's what he's telling him. But he says right here, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws. So right now we got to we gotta observe Jesus' his works. Because we don't live by the Old Testament anymore. We live by the resurrection reconciliation of Jesus Christ. Meaning that when he died for our sins, rose on the third day, that we become more Christ-like. Right? Because in the Old Testament, everybody was just getting out of control in the later versions. Or in the later verses. In the later chapters. In the later books. So God had to send his son. to. So we no longer follow the old law and the old decrees. But we now become part of the new decree no well no longer are we physically circumcised but we are spiritually circumcised no longer do we choose to follow you know the world but now we become one with god and that's what that's what he's telling us like now we got to follow jesus we got to follow the example that was set before us in the new testament we got to follow an example that we know we should be like and do all as i command that little voice that's the good voice you got to listen to it when you know something ain't right, don't do it. When you know you shouldn't be looking at something you shouldn't, don't be looking at it. You got to remember that in order for us to get all the things that we ask for, we must be obedient. We must not spend too much time in fairy tale land. We must we must not spend too much time in ourselves, but spend time with our Father. Because if the more we spend in our word, the more that we spend time in prayer, and worship, the better our lives will be. The more free that we'll be, the better that we'll be able to see with our spiritual glasses on. You know what I'm saying? I encourage you guys to ask God to give you wisdom. And I encourage you guys to ask God to have your ears in your heart and your 
um, mind open to him and um, just know that when you ask for the wisdom know that it's going to take time for you to get it but you'll start to understand it and see it more and more but you got to remember to listen to the wisdom because if you're not going to listen to the wisdom then there's no point in having it then it's kind of like you're sinning against god like on purpose you feel me like you asked him for that that wisdom but you're not using it to your advantage you're still like you're still kind of like being the same person you know what i mean let's hit some let's recap all that right most important thing we need in our life is jesus right he needs to be the first thing the head of the house needs to be number one numero uno in our hearts our minds and our thoughts so that's first second we need to ask God for wisdom. We need to ask Jesus for some wisdom. Ask him, hey, yo, I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, I want to be good. I want to live righteous. I, I need your help to discern right and wrong. I need you to convict me and give me the answers to all my questions, to all my problems, to all my trials. I need your wisdom, Lord. I need that from you. And um, allow me, God, to not only have it, but to listen to it and understand that the wisdom is coming from you, right? Because if we have the wisdom, but we don't understand where it's coming from, then we'll never give God his props. You know, we think we could do it all on our own. And then that's when we start losing sight of what, like, we've been put here to do. And that's, that's no bueno. But, um, so that was number two. And number three Is reading our word. Our word is so important. There's so much wisdom in this beautiful book that I have next to me right here. And you may not have a book, but you have a phone. Or you have a computer. Or you have something to read the Bible. And the more that you read it, the more you'll become wise. The more that you read it, you'll see like a lot of this stuff was a long, like more, it's like more than 2,000 years old, right? It's a lot of stuff, but a lot of it still applies to today's life. A lot of it, if you contextualize it to what you're going through and you you use your you use the wisdom that God gives you to see, like, yo, these stories that I'm reading about or, you know, who Jesus was or what he did, I could still do that now or I could see him doing those things now. And if I'm supposed to be more like him and he's doing it here and i could see that i could do it now yo like you know what i'm saying like you start to put all the pieces to the puzzle and that's what god wants you to do he wants you to put all those pieces to the puzzle so you, that you see the bigger picture that you see yo like if i go to sleep i cannot wake up tomorrow because god is that powerful god is that strong he's that mighty but he's also that loving that he lets me wake up tomorrow he's also that that caring for me that when i mess up he sent his son to die for my sins so if I ask for forgiveness, I repent of my sins and I turn away from them, never, you know, never doing going back to them, I'll be all right. And God will have grace and mercy on me. And if I mess up again, he'll have grace and mercy on me again. But what does he also tell me to do? The way I have grace, the way that he has grace and mercy on me, I must have grace and mercy on others. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's very important. To keep God number one, because everything else will fall in place. If you keep it number one, then you'll be getting the wisdom that you need to survive this life that we live. You know, this meaningless life that has so many meaningless things in it that we, 
you know, that means something to us a little bit. But in reality, it's all meaningless because if we're not living for Christ and living for his wisdom and trying to be more understanding, more charismatic for Christ than charismatic for our Instagram, then who are we really trying to be? We're really not trying to be servants of the Lord. We're really not trying to become Jesus' friends. And what the Bible tells us, it says, my friends will know my father's business. So are you going to let Jesus call you a servant or are you going to let him call you a friend? Because for a friend, we can still serve the Lord, but we'll know about the Father's business. You see what I'm saying? That's our job is to serve the Lord, to glorify the Lord, and to bring Him into everything that we got going on so that He can fix it. Not us. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that was pretty... That was kind of like a little up and down, but I think it was pretty cool. I think it was good. Um, let's pray out real quick. Lord, thank you, Father God, for bringing us here today. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us, God, to just have understanding. I pray that your words would just flow out the right way, Father God. Your understanding would flow out the right way. I pray that you would give us wisdom and give us knowledge, Father God, to understand everything that comes out. I pray, God, that you would use us as tools, as vessels, Father God, to to help those around us. But I pray, Father God, that we would use wisdom, God, that we would understand in order for us to reach others and Reach those around us like our family members and our friends, Father God, that we need to have your wisdom. That we need to seek you, keep you first, Father God, and everything else will fall into place. I ask you, Lord, Father God, to just be with us right now, that you would watch over us, keep us safe, keep us composed, Father God, in, in pressure situations. And I pray that you would use us wisdom, that you would give us wisdom, Father God, to get out of them and that we would listen to that wisdom. I pray, God, that you would just hold on to us, that you would keep us close, Father God, that you would just feed us gradually, Father God, so that one day we could eat meat, one day we could walk with you, one day we you could call us friend, Master. And I pray, Father God, that you would just call us friend, that you would call us your loved one, that you would call us brother and sister, Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. I pray, God, that you would just allow us to become closer and closer to becoming co-heirs with you in the kingdom of heaven. We just love you, God, and we thank you. Pray that you would fill us up with wisdom, fill us up with knowledge, fill us up with forgiveness for our neighbor, fill us up for your peace. And I pray, God, that you would just bestow upon us the crown of life, that you would help us, God, to obtain our names in the Lamb's book of life every single day. I just love you, God, and I thank you for my, for my, um, for my family here, and I thank you, Father God. For the family all across the world that I have, and I pray that you would just bless them, watch over them, open their ears, open their hearts, open their minds, Father God, and allow us, God, to just chase after you every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that was a good podcast, guys. <laughs> um, Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I have a quick question. Do you guys still drink coffee with me? If not, maybe you never drink coffee in the first place. But I forget to tell you guys that I'm sipping on coffee still. I was talking to my I was talking to one of my friends. He said that he can't really drink coffee too much because it gets too jittery. And I was wondering if that happens to everybody. And if not, I was just curious because I don't know. I drink a cold brew and I drink a lemonade that was filled with caffeine. And when I went to go put my son down, I was about to go to sleep. Right? So I don't know if I'm a psycho and I drink coffee right now. I literally just finished it during this last part of the podcast. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know if that makes me a terrible person on the inside. But but yeah, um, thank you guys, man, 
for always tuning in, for caring about the podcast. I care about you guys. I pray for you guys too, man. And uh, I'm just grateful. Whoever's not following, follow. And I'm going to try to be more, um, what's that called? More uh, social media savvy, I guess you could say. Um, But we'll see how it goes. I'm not very social media savvy. I'm not very... I'm not very uh, successful in the limelight, if you may call it. <sighs> but um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, man, I just wish I could connect with you guys on another way. Um, maybe we should start going live on YouTube and uh, figuring it out there or what. But I do eventually want to have a live interaction with some of you. But... Um, I just got to make sure we get consistent again. And uh, I don't know. I want to try to upload every day, but I'm still unpacking. I'm still moving. I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff. And as I'm saying right now, I'm still making excuses. <laughs> but we can do this. I know we can. But um, thank you guys for tuning in, man. Um, I appreciate every single one of you who listens. I pray God. I pray that. Um, I pray to God that this gets out to everybody. And I pray that you guys would share this with friends or family or share it on your feeds or whatever. Because the world always needs more Jesus. And the more Jesus that's around, the more Jesus that'll be heard. And it's very important for us to just share God's word. And even if you don't share the podcast, I encourage you guys to ask God for wisdom and ask him to guide you to share the love of Jesus in some way, some form after hearing this. And um, I hope you guys are ready for the next one. Um, yeah, you know how it goes. I ain't tired of you, but I know you're tired of me. All glory to God. Peace. Love you guys, man.